David Clare is head of content for Fox Agency. He was listed in PR Week's 30 Under 30 in 2015 and as one of the leaders in the communications industry. David is a regular speaker on digital topics, having spoken at Social Media Week, CIPR and Microsoft conferences. He's worked at international communications agency Hotwire, Digital Health Agency, Nitro Digital, Corporate Communications Consultancy, Taito PR and Digital Media Specialist 33 Digital. David, welcome to the show. We are now in week two of this enforced social distancing and sort of working from home that so many agencies are are engaged in now. What are you thinking about most often as this starts to become all of our new normal? I think um, other than, you know, making sure that we're doing the best for our clients and um, we're doing the best for our people. Um, One of the uh, major um, issues that everyone has to deal with within our industries to uh, manage a new way of working. Um, No one has really uh, worked from home as much as they are right now um, and lacked the kind of face-to-face interaction and had to implement so many communications channels um, in literally overnight. Um, usually companies, you know, will spend months considering which tools and, you know, ways of working and, and process sheets to to implement them. So I think that is the, the biggest um, issue that people have had to deal with uh, within our industry. Hmm. And I think we are probably lucky that we're very well set up for it. Um, we've never necessarily needed offices. Um, we've always had the ability to be able to do what we do remotely. Uh, especially with video conferencing. So I think we're just realizing that now. And, you know, when when this is all over, maybe um, the agency model may change and become more of a uh, a sort of hybrid between, uh, you know, office working and uh, remote working, wherever that needs to be. Really interesting. One of the questions that I get from digital agencies, increasingly so, is how does remote working or how will remote working affect the client agency relationship because you know there isn't the face time that so many clients are used to and also employees are used to as well uh, in your experience how does it f- affect client relations sure so i think it doesn't affect it um uh, any in in any way um i think uh, especially with video conferencing the video part is also really um important to have that face-to-face interaction um so with video conferencing uh, clients um, and agencies will be able to collaborate um, just like they have before. They'll be able to make that bond um, and still communicate clear, clearly uh, by speaking to, to, to each other on phone calls and video calls. I think we will obviously miss um, the, you know, going uh, into in-person meetings, having meals where you really build those relationships and just interact on a personal level as well. That may be missed, but I think, you know, everyone understands the situation that we're in, that it's not normal, it's not going to last forever. Um, so I think everyone's going to be understanding and it's, it's, it's going to be fine. And I say this from a position of having done this, um, you know, working in a remote uh, model agency for just under three years, where a lot of people did think that, well, how do you do it? How do you build relationships with clients? How do you... Um, you know, communicate clearly, you need that face-to-face interaction. It is incredible how much a video call can can achieve. Hmm. Really interesting. You, um, as you say, you've you've been uh, imp- implementing remote working now for three years, and I think you've 
done it for a number of agencies over the years as well. Where have you seen it done really, really well? Where has it not worked so well? And what are the reasons for it working well? And what are some of the reasons for it not working so well? Yeah, sure. So I've, I did it, I started off uh, with remote working by just working from home one day a week at one of the agencies where um, it was, everyone else in the agency was was in the office full time. Um, and then I've gone through to um, more of a hybrid model through to fully remote working. And I think the probably the worst case scenario is where you're the only one doing it in an agency where no one else is doing it. Because that is where those um, typical issues that you hear about when, you know, people are saying working from home is, you know, you just, you just sat on Netflix and you're not mm. doing anything and you're taking naps. That's mm. where that kind of lack of trust comes from because no one else is doing it um, and you don't have the systems in place to, to have that kind of visibility um, to see what people are, are doing and what is going on. Even if you deliver the work, um, people may assume that you're getting it done in the four days that you're in the office. So that's not necessarily the best uh, practice one, and that's how I started my journey. Um, I then moved uh, to another agency where I was doing um, two days a week in the office and three um, from home or in, in London. Um, so it was remote in the sense of I could be anywhere that I needed to be rather than working from home. Um, and that's actually what I currently do now at Fox Agency too. Um, and that model seems to be best for me because um, you get the face-to-face -face interaction uh, in person, um, but everyone accepts that you know the bulk of the work that you're doing is actually whilst you're working from home. So, so long as they see that that work is being done, um, then there are no distrust uh, hmm. issues. Um, everyone sees that things, that things are moving. I've also done it where it's fully remote working. Now this is great in terms of everyone's on the same page. Um, you have uh, communications channels uh, put in place, so there's clear visibility of what's going on. Um, you know, everyone knows that. You know, no one is uh, taking the Michael. Everyone's working very hard. But the problem with that model, where it's fully uh, remote, is you can really start to uh, suffer in your work-life balance because. You're, no one has visibility of the fact that you're overworking. Sure. So you may work for your lunch break, you may work late into the evening, you may have started very early on, mm -hmm. um, and because no one can physically see you in the office at 8 p.m., 9 p.m., 10 p.m., because people can't see that you're actually take, having your lunch at your desk every day, um, it kind of goes under the radar, and that's where problems occur. So. I really see the, the hybrid model um, that in between where people are um, in the office for so many days a week and then working remotely hmm. for the others. That's that's kind of where the sweet spot is. Um, and obviously, no one is able to do that right now. Hmm. But maybe when we come out of this, we might be able to change the way that the agency model works and move to this more hybrid model, which would also save office rent as well if we you know remove a few desks. Makes a lot of sense. Talk a little bit about the the human side of this, because the remote working model, working from home, I, I get the argument that you will increase productivity because there aren't as many disruptions and you can just focus and sort of sort of get your work done. And assuming that the accountability is there, then people can be far more productive. But there is a, hu a human element to this in that we need human interaction, we need social interaction, and without that, 
uh, people can get sort of anxious, depression can start in, uh, can, can start all manner of sort of um, social uh, sort of issues can crop up because we don't have that lack of FaceTime or sort of hum human interaction. What are some of the ways that you've seen agencies overcome that um, in your experience? And it, I think uh, on that as well, what, what will happen is this is probably going to be the worst that it will be um, because we can't, like I said before, when um, you are remote, um, you know, full time, you, sh you can still you know, you can still go to the major city and you can have that meeting with your client. You can see your team in person. You can mm. take a day out for training all in person and you can go out for socials and drinks. Mm -hmm. We, No one can do that right now. So it's remote working at its absolute most yeah. extreme. So this you're absolutely right. Version. Yeah. Mm. Um, so, you know, there will be um, problems um, and, you know, people may have um, issues with their mental well-being because of it. So I think some of the main things that people can do is uh, one, uh, remember if, if they are lucky enough to be living with um, their friends and family, then use them for your social interactions. So make sure that you're taking lunch with them, make sure you're going out for walks and practicing social distancing um, with them and spending time with them. Hmm. Um, so you are getting that, you know, that interaction. In terms of with your uh, work colleagues, make time for social calls so have friday drinks still it'll feel super weird on the first one maybe even on the second one mm -hmm. but you know after a while it'll become the normal i did it for three years having friday drinks so the zoom calls mm. sounds strange but it's fun and also the alcohol helps as well although <laughs> not enforced sure um, and I think as well, um, you know, have all the meetings that you're having before, have them over video calls, but really enforce the video part. Um, if you don't have the video part, it does feel like a just a client conference call. Interesting. Um, having the video really makes a difference and being able to see everyone makes it so social. It doesn't matter, especially for internal calls, it doesn't matter like that your backdrop doesn't look professional or anything like that. Don't worry about it. You're all on the same page we know what's going on so just have that interaction when it comes by the to way client, i've heard sure. that uh, zoom have released some new features to pimp your profile to pimp your video so essentially <laughs> it your video they're able to smooth out all of the creases give you this movie star shine uh to really sort of make you look as presentable as possible uh, to your co-workers and, and colleagues, which I thought was really interesting. Um, oh, I, I love that. <laughs> I literally used to have used that feature when I had Zoom. I think yeah. there's, there's also the backdrops as well. So I think, um, you know, anyone listening to this should totally go and check out um, Matt Cross um, from Hotwire and John Brown from Don't Cry Wolf. Um, they're having a bit of a Zoom off competition on who okay. can have the wackiest uh, backgrounds. So some <laughs> of it's not even safe for work, but it's, uh, it's definitely worth checking out on Twitter. <laughs> Really interesting. You were talking about the uh, the client perspective. Yes. So in terms of the client, I, I saw um, someone tweet recently, actually, um, that, uh, you know, this is the setup that you need for um, taking video calls with your clients um, and for major conference calls. And it had, you know, light rings and uh, a separate webcam and um, on all this kind of tech and gear that I really don't believe that you need. And like I said, I've been doing this for quite a long time. Um, not just with internal teams, but with clients too, with CEOs of major companies, with CMOs, with really high profile uh, people. 
And I've literally just been doing it while sat on my Mac and having a nice wall behind me. Mm-hmm. That, you know, I think people are at the moment probably overthinking about what they need to do to continue business as usual. Hmm. Um, you just need a nice clean wall um, in the background, a decent um, camera on your laptop. Now, obviously, if you don't have a great laptop, then that could be a reason to get a separate webcam. Hmm. Just the lights on in the room, the regular lights that you have in the room um, can be enough as well. Um, So I think don't stress about it too much. Don't overthink. Just find a good place to, you know, have have decent quality calls with your clients um, and plug in a uh, a microphone as well. Um, They do wonders. The the microphone on your on on anyone's laptop is never going to be good enough. It'll sound like you're in a submarine. (laughs) So um, plug in and it'll sound so much better and you'll find that you know it's then all about the content that matters not how you mm. look it's about what you say mm. final point about the accountability angle i guess from your perspective you are a you're a senior person within the agency you've you've amassed a lot of credibility and trust over the years but for those people that are maybe uh juniors just been hired Maybe they don't have as much credibility or trust with the senior management team. How can we as leaders and founders of digital agencies uh, trust that the work being done by the junior members of the team is actually uh, getting getting done? How do we make sure that, um, yeah, there's accountability there across all levels of the business? Yeah. So I think our default has to be that we trust them. Um, so we trust that they're going to get the work done and I think giving them the freedom uh, to do that rather than um, defaulting to mm. kind of micromanagement is going to be the best way to to do that because they'll they'll see that they'll recognize that they'll um, that's what they want um, and it, it just shows that that there is trust um, and also you know if we didn't trust them why is that is that because we're doing the same so you know they may also show a lack of trust back to us so I think by defaulting to trust that's the best way forward hmm. now there's obviously um, tools like time tracking uh, and if um, the agencies listening to this are already had time tracking in place then continue to do that. Um, that will make no difference whatsoever, and that will prove um, whether the work is being done. Now, obviously, people can input time um, from whatever they choose, but there's there's always been that, and you can always see the output of the work and whether it's being done. Mm. Um, so hopefully that shows accountability. I think if you didn't have time tracking in place, don't implement it. Um, if you didn't need it before, working from home is no reason to, to implement it you clearly had a system in place where you saw the work was getting done. So you trust that. I think the main thing really for junior members of the team is to check in with them on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Don't forget about them because you're off doing, you know, busy, important strategic work, have regular calls with them, probably more regular than you would have done in the office because this is an uncertain time. Um, and also junior staff as well may not have um, the kind of, um, the, the amenities that you have. So, for example, the more senior staff are more likely to live in a big home with a garden, with family, so that they've got social interaction. You know, it may be that the, the more junior staff live in a small flat um, with uh, perhaps um, a housemate or maybe even on their own. So we have to bear in mind their personal circumstances as well. And, you know, just not just checking with them just to see whether they're getting the work done 
but to make sure that they're okay. Mm. Because the worst thing is that obviously one of the worst things is that they get coronavirus, but also there's a big mental health issue mm. um, with the whole situation too. And that's just as bad, if not worse sure. for young people. Sure. Really interesting. David, cheer us up. Let's end on a, on a positive note. <laughs> What's the silver lining here? This is week two of enforced uh, social distancing and working from home. Um, what's the silver lining here, both in your business life and your personal life? Um, what advantages have you seen as a result of this weird situation that yeah. we're all being forced into? Well, there's, I, I've seen two silver linings. So one on a personal level, um, I've spent more time with my family. Um, I have also lost weight already. Um, <laughs> all right. Which, I'm not okay. sure that everyone will be experiencing this because the at all. is They've, so... <laughs> it's right there. Yeah, it's right there. Um, Staring at me for the whole day. Yeah, so, I mean, take the opportunity. I, I've said to myself that when I, by the time I come back to the office, I'm going to be ripped. I'm not sure that'll happen, but <laughs> I've, I've set a goal. I've g given myself something to do to, like, yeah. combat the boredom. Um, so on right. a personal level, that's the silver lining. Right. On a more business level, I think the silver lining is that I really hope as, as a huge advocate of uh, remote working, and I say remote working, not meaning working from home, but working from wherever is best for you. You know, it may be that you've got an appointment with your kid and you need to um, be in your hometown for that. So the best place may not be working from home, maybe, you know, the local Cafe Nero because it's got good Wi-Fi, it's got sockets, etc. Mm -hmm. It's the best thing for you, maybe not for the business, but you know, we need to have that work-life balance. And I think coming out of this, businesses will realize we didn't need everyone in the office all the mm. time. We can move to a hybrid approach and we can um, maybe even save money because of this. Mm. Um, so I think, you know, the agency model um, in terms of how they're set up uh, for people may change. And I think that'll be really good for everyone's work-life balance within the industry. Great place to end. David, tell the listeners where they can go to find out more about you and the agency. So uh, just go to uh, fox.agency uh, to find out more about us. Um, some of the services that we're offering as well in terms of webinars, podcasts, etc. that are all, um, you know, hugely um, in, uh, useful uh, during es this time. Especially now, right? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they can find me on twitter.com forward slash David Jermclair. Brilliant. David, thanks for your time. Cool. Thank you. In response to the situation, we'll be putting out daily COVID-19 podcast updates to give creative and independent agencies the best advice and support through this challenging time. Topics will include finance, steps agencies should be taking and the latest on government initiatives, HR, what measures agencies should be putting in place and answering questions on SSP, working remotely, how to optimise your remote working setup and platforms, Managing stress and anxiety, advice on staying strong for yourself, your family and employees. Sales and marketing, how to emerge stronger post-crisis, supporting others and much, much more. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.